This Time Next Year by Janie Ohio Chapter 1 This Time Next Year December 2019 Harry, your invitation had a plus one, you know. Sighing, Neville handed Harry the bowls for the crisps and pretzels they were opening. His eyes fell to Harry's black trousers and simple red jumper with an obvious examination. Harry wanted to run a self-conscious hand through his hair, but it had taken twenty minutes to get his short curls tidied just right. What happened to Benjamin? Boring, Harry grumbled, pouring the crisps into the bowl. I mean, he was perfectly nice and sweet and shit, but gods, there was just no spice. None. Do you know, we never had a disagreement in the three months we were seeing each other? Neville laughed. So, you were too compatible? Not at all. Too alike. Pansy came up behind them and wrapped her arms around Neville's back. Potter wouldn't be happy with someone he couldn't fight with, love. Isn't that how you told me you knew things weren't good with him and Ginny? They'd stopped fighting. Neville raised his eyebrow and glanced at Harry, who simply shrugged. I like to be challenged. Anyway, I didn't want to worry about entertaining anyone tonight. I just want to relax and see my friends and just be. Harry handed the bowl of crisps to Pansy, gave her a quick peck on the cheek, before grabbing a beer and leaving the kitchen. He looked around the large sitting room, decorations of pine and holly tastefully placed around the windows, fireplace, and shelves. Fairy lights twinkled throughout, giving the impression of a gentle glow. The oversized Christmas tree, the centerpiece of the room, with its red and golden decorations, was surrounded on all sides by low seats, cushions, and sofas. The seating around the large fireplace was more isolated, with small love seats separated by smaller trees to offer privacy. A house-elf walked by with a tray, a small Santa hat perched upon her head, her ears protruding through the top. Thank you, Winky, Harry said, taking a plate and adding a couple of stuffed mushrooms. These look delicious. You's very welcome, Harry Potter, sir. Winky be back soon with some Bakewell tarts. Harry grinned. I love those. Definitely find me, will you? Winky beamed and nodded, her ears bobbing up and down, before moving on. Harry looked around the room, slowly beginning to fill with friends and acquaintances. He knew most of the people there so far. In the corner, Dean and Seamus were sprawled across a sofa, Seamus's head on Dean's shoulder. They had a toddler and a relatively young baby at home, and they'd told Harry they were looking forward to a wild and crazy night out at this party. They didn't look wild and crazy at the moment, though. Just exhausted. Harry chuckled to himself and remembered those days fondly, thankful for the years of sleep he'd gotten since that allowed him to reminisce. He wouldn't choose to be back in the thick of it for anything. Three teenagers brought on enough sleepless nights on their own. To Dean and Seamus's right, a group of women danced, singing and laughing together in a way that broadcast that they were all half-pissed already. Harry was pretty sure he knew some of them, but they weren't part of his general circle of friends, so he didn't pay too much attention and moved on. A hand fell on his shoulder. Hey, mate, are you going to just stand there and observe all night, or get out there and mingle? On his other side, someone took his arm. 
It is a party, Harry. Harry rolled his eyes at the expected interruption, then leaned down to give Hermione a kiss on the cheek. Not a party until you're here, love. Hey, lips off my woman, Ron growled, making Harry laugh. Mine now. You had your chance. Harry dropped his voice playfully, making sure Ron could still hear him. Run away with me, Hermione. We'll find an island in the Caribbean and fuck off entirely. Oh, Harry, that sounds lovely, she said, her voice perfectly serious, but her eyes sparkling. But I have work on Monday. Maybe next year. Well, shit. I guess I should be here to get the kids off the train next week anyway. Ron punched Harry's arm, then plucked the beer out of Harry's hands and took a swallow. Oss. So who all is here? He put his arm around his wife as he scanned the room. That's what I was trying to figure out when you interrupted me, you tosser. Dean and Seamus are over there, trying to have fun, but worrying about the kids. Neville and Pansy are around somewhere, but I haven't seen anyone else. Hermione hummed, taking a glass of wine from a waiter with a tray passing by. Luna, Rolf, Ginny, and Oliver are on the other side of the tree over there. She glanced at Harry. She's already on her third drink, so... Right, thanks for the heads up. Harry said, groaning quietly. He loved his ex-wife. She was the mother of his children and part of his history, part of whom he'd become. But they made much better friends than lovers, and while they still got along well, even after the divorce, she had a tendency to get mean with him whenever she drank. Every argument they'd ever had would re-emerge, and he'd learned several years ago that it was just better to not be near her when she had a glass in her hand. Hermione nodded. Oliver promised to distract her and steer her away from you so you could enjoy the party. Thank Merlin for huge favors, Ron muttered. Wood always was a good bloke. Harry smiled. The kids seemed to have finally accepted him. It only took three years. Enough of that, Hermione interrupted. We're here for a Christmas party. She handed Harry her wine and took Ron's hand, drawing him over to the dance floor. Dance with me. So bossy, Ron's amused voice drifted to Harry as they walked away, making Harry smile. The steadiness of his best friend's relationship was like a rock in his life. They'd always been solid, in a way he and Ginny hadn't been. Ron and Hermione bickered and argued and made up, and they loved each other completely. They had a connection he envied. Harry started to wander the room, sipping at Hermione's wine and stopping to greet friends, being introduced to those he didn't know, fully aware he'd not remember their names later. He was terrible with names. But it was all nice and pleasant and... dull. He made his way to the fireplace, intent on taking a seat on one of the love seats and watching the flames for a bit. Harry? Harry looked up and smiled. Draco Malfoy, fancy meeting you here. Draco sat back, his left leg across his right, and his arm propped up on the arm of the sofa with a drink in his hand. He held it up to Harry in a toast. Yes, imagine that. I'm at my best friend's holiday party. Harry laughed and gestured to the seat next to Draco on the small sofa. Mind if I sit here? Or is the seat already taken? Harry looked around to see if someone else was nearby. It's not taken, and you can sit if you like. I wanted to talk to you about the boys, anyway. Harry smiled, 
and took in Draco's relaxed demeanor. Are you ready for school to be home? I love it when they're back, but teenagers are exhausting. Draco let out a soft hum of agreement. The manor feels so empty with him gone. I can't imagine what it must feel like for you. Well, even when they're home, they're at their mom's part of the time, so I'm used to it. But yeah, it's unnerving. Harry turned his head and stared into the flames of the fire. Indeed, Draco agreed quietly. They both sat in comfortable silence. It was odd the way Draco and he were now. With Albus and Scorpius being best mates, Harry and Draco had found their way past civility to casual friendliness over the intervening four years. They'd shared conversations clearing up childhood differences and sincere apologies of serious transgressions. He wouldn't call Draco a mate as such, but, well, Harry found him comfortable enough at the moment. Al says Scorp isn't going to his mother's this holiday, Harry asked when Draco remained quiet. Al didn't talk much with Harry beyond the basics. Fourteen-year-olds weren't the most forthcoming, but Harry's curiosity had been bothering him. He couldn't imagine not seeing his children at any opportunity. Draco took a swallow of his whiskey and let out a little growl. No. She's sent him some money and a card and asked me to buy something for him from her. Harry's heart clenched for Scorpius. He was a sweet kid and really didn't deserve to be completely ignored by his mother. But according to Al, he was. Are you going to do that? Draco stared at Harry, his steel-gray eyes narrowing as the seconds passed. Am I going to buy my son a gift and put his mother's name on it? Harry nodded, curious. Of course I am. He'd be heartbroken to know Astoria didn't even care to think about what he wanted. I don't know what possessed me to marry such a cold-hearted bitch, but... He turned his face back to the fire and took a drink. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. I just really like Scorp. And I do worry about him a bit. Thank you. He likes you too. He says you always treat him like one of your own. He met Harry's eyes. You don't have to be as generous as that, especially given whose son he is. So, I thank you. Harry turned and pulled a leg up onto the couch, letting his arm drape over the back, his hand coming close to Draco's shoulder. No thanks needed. We're past that, aren't we? Harry let out a sigh, and it was louder than he intended. It's hard enough parenting teenagers. I have no idea how the Weasleys did it with Seven, but every time I see Scorp, I remember what it meant to me to be considered one of Molly and Arthur's own. I want him to feel that comfortable with us. A smile crossed Draco's lips. He does. He ran a hand through his hair, and the twinkling lights reflecting off his pale hair was mesmerizing. So, you didn't bring a date. This is the fifth year they've thrown this party, and I'm pretty sure you usually come with somebody by your side. Harry shrugged. I'm not with anyone right now, and I didn't feel like worrying about having an actual date tonight. I just wanted to relax. He cocked his head and grinned. You? Draco laughed. Same, actually. I broke up with someone several months ago, and haven't been in the mood to go through all the work of getting to know someone again. It's tedious. Cheers, Harry said, 
agreeing with a laugh and tilting his nearly empty glass. Bugger, do you want another drink? Uh, yes, please. Ogden's. Harry left to get them both another drink, and watched Draco sitting by the fire. He looked... amazing. His blonde hair was short, but had a stylish swoop in the front that made Harry want to reach out and run his fingers through it. He'd grown a short beard in the last year, and it made his angular jaw look more defined. It was neatly trimmed, and several shades darker than the hair on his head, allowing a few gray hairs to peek through. His deep blue button-up shirt highlighted his slim build, and honestly, the more Harry looked at him, the more he was finding himself attracted. Which was crazy, right? He'd found Draco handsome before, but he was never actually attracted to the other wizard. Yeah, okay, usually one or the other of them were in a relationship, but still, there really hadn't been anything there. So what was this he was feeling tonight? He handed Draco his drink and sat back down, determined to figure it out. Three and a half hours later, they were still in the same place. Occasionally, someone would wander by and talk to them before moving on, or Winky would bring food or refill their drinks, but otherwise, they were left alone. They spent the time arguing about Quidditch and debating the latest bills that had been presented to the Wizengamot. They talked about books they were reading, Harry's job teaching Muggle Primary School, and Draco's work consulting on case law for Hermione at the Ministry. Harry found it fascinating that their opinions and experiences were so different, but were still congruent. They could argue their points, but it was fun, not hostile. They also discussed mutual friends, and Teddy, and the Weasleys, and Narcissa, and asked each other for advice about parenting. Draco's ideas made him laugh, but they also made him think, and maybe reconsider some of his approaches with Albus. It was like no conversation Harry had ever had. With anyone. Ever. Harry was enchanted. So the entire show is people gathering in a tent and baking tarts and breads and stuff. Draco pointed to the tart in his hand before popping it into his mouth. And there's no arguing or drama or anything? Draco shook his head and finished chewing. No, it's crazy. Well, there was this one episode where a bloke had a tantrum over melted ice cream, but mostly it's just baking. And you like it? It's... Draco gestured his hands around as though he were going to grab a word out of the air. It's relaxing. And ridiculously addictive. Harry laughed. I'll have to try it. Stop with the older ones. It'll grow on you. Right, Harry said with a smirk, and then looked down at his watch. Bloody hell, it's two in the morning. What? Draco's eyes widened, and they both suddenly noticed most of the room had cleared out with only a few really drunk people left dancing or snogging. Pansy and Neville were nowhere to be seen. I probably should be getting home. Harry felt his stomach clench, with something reminiscent of panic as Draco stood up. Uh, wait, Draco. Draco hesitated. Yes? I, um... Harry stood up, looked into Draco's eyes, and stepped closer. I had a really nice time tonight. Draco smiled. 
Me too. And I think I'd like to walk you home. A laugh escaped from Draco's lips, drawing Harry's attention. He found he didn't want to look at anything else. Draco's laugh died away and his tongue darted out. I rather think I'd like you to walk me home, actually. Yeah? Yes, but Potter. Yes, Malfoy? I was going to apparate home, not walk to Wiltshire from London. Well, shit, Harry muttered. Right. I can walk you home, though. Islington is only about fifteen minutes. Harry grinned. Yeah. The cold air made their breath visible as they walked close together, their arms brushing with every step. Neither moved apart nor spoke much, and Harry was painfully aware of each movement Draco made. They turned down a residential street towards Grimmauld Place and passed into a dark patch between two lights. Suddenly, Harry couldn't take it any longer. He stopped, and Draco paused next to him. Harry? Harry took a deep breath and stepped close, his chest brushing Draco's. When the other man didn't retreat, Harry reached his hand up to Draco's shoulder. Draco, he murmured, looking up into the man's gray eyes. Draco leaned in closer, his warm breath smelling like whiskey and orange, and Harry felt his body stir. They stood that way for what felt like forever, neither moving. Later, Harry wouldn't be sure who made the final move, or if they'd done it at the same time, but suddenly, Draco's lips were on Harry's, his tongue was tracing Harry's mouth, his hands were in Harry's hair, his beard was under Harry's hands, and his body was pressing into Harry's. Harry opened his mouth, and Draco plunged, and Harry's whole world clicked into place. And then there was a wall. Harry wasn't sure if it had been there the entire time, or if Draco had some secret, wordless, wandless conjuring spell, but Harry was shoved against it, Draco grinding into him, and Harry was pushing back. Merlin, it all felt perfect. Draco, Harry managed to get out when Draco moved his lips to Harry's neck, making Harry's toes curl. Draco, we can't do this here. My house is just a bit farther. Don't want this night to end, Draco murmured into Harry's ear. It won't, Harry got out, his voice sounding breathless. He rolled his hips forwards and made his cock brush Draco's, setting both of them groaning. Let's go. Draco said with a gasp. You'll have to stop kissing me if we're going to walk, Harry said, laughing. No. Grinning, Harry pushed Draco back and took his hand, feeling like a kid pulling him by the hand down the street. They got to the gate of number twelve, and Harry pulled it open, his hand still around Draco's. They were both quiet as they approached the door. Draco? Harry started, his voice barely a whisper. Would you like to come in? Draco smiled, his eyes crinkling at the edges. Yes, most definitely. Harry felt his heart race as he opened the door and pulled Draco inside. As soon as the door closed behind them, Draco was on Harry again, and this time, 
Harry didn't hold back even the littlest bit. This man, this interesting, attractive, infuriating man he'd known nearly his entire life, but had never considered as a potential mate. This man felt like home. It was the strangest thing, and although each touch or brush of their hands was new and exciting, it was both familiar and safe, too. Harry dropped his face into Draco's neck and nuzzled into his short beard, then licked, sucked, tasted, smelled. His senses were overwhelmed, and he wanted this to last forever, while simultaneously wanting it to hurry up. "'Where's your bedroom?' Draco asked with a gasping moan, evidently thinking the same thing. "'I want you.' "'How do you want me?' Harry asked, pulling Draco to the stairs. "'Because I want you in about twenty different ways, and that's just tonight. We can try the rest another time.' Draco began unbuttoning his shirt as he ascended the stairs behind Harry. Harry could feel Draco's eyes on his arse with each step. "'On your knees.' Draco's voice was rough, and Harry turned to him as they reached the landing and grinned. So, it's like that, is it? He felt a thrill rush through him at the flash of desire in Draco's eyes. Draco suddenly looked unsure and hesitated. If you want it to be. Harry's cock definitely wanted it to be. He stepped into his bedroom, the candles on the wall flaring into life, giving the room a dim, seductive glow. Draco still stood in the hallway, and Harry turned to face him and dropped to his knees. Like this? Merlin, Draco muttered, his eyes wide. He slowly stepped forwards and stood in front of Harry. What now? Harry asked, dropping his chin and looking up at Draco through his lashes. The immediate lust he'd felt earlier had dimmed, and now he felt anticipation and arousal boost his playfulness. Draco cleared his throat. Take off your shirt. Harry kept his eyes on Draco's as he pulled his jumper over his head and threw it to the side. He let his gaze drop to the noticeable bulge in Draco's trousers. He leaned forward just an inch, then looked back up. May I? Draco's hand dropped to Harry's head, and Harry felt him wrap a few curls around his fingers. Yes. Harry reached up and unbuckled Drago's belt, opened the trousers and gave them a tug so they'd fall. Leaning forwards, he brushed his nose across the erection that tented Drago's pants. The moan from above made Harry's own cock twitch. Can I use my hands? he said, his mouth brushing against Draco as he spoke. I think not yet. Drago's voice was amused and low. Be creative. Harry chuckled, then mouthed over the wet spot on the pants in front of him, causing a loud grunt. Draco thrust slightly, but Harry adjusted with the movement and pulled the clothed prick into his mouth. He gave a long suck, then moved back and grabbed the tented fabric with his teeth. Carefully, he pulled it back and exposed Draco entirely. Fuck, Draco, Harry said, trying to catch his breath. You're beautiful. And he was, too. Draco's length was long and pink, and his head peeking through the pale foreskin was dripping, tantalizing Harry. He couldn't help himself. He leaned forward and licked the tip. Draco made a noise, something between a groan and a yelp, that made Harry grin. Sweet Salazar, just fucking suck me, Potter. 
he finally managed, his voice infused with urgency. There was no need to tell Harry again. Still keeping his hands at his side, Harry took Draco wholly into his mouth, luxuriating in the weight of the heavy cock on his tongue and the sweet and bitter flavor of the precum. Harry rolled it around his mouth for a moment and gave a gentle suck before pulling it the rest of the way in, his nose nearly touching the rough, blonde hairs at Draco's root. Draco's hands tightened, and Harry pulled back, swirling his tongue around the glands, paying special attention to the slit. He let out a low moan as more precum leaked out onto his tongue, and Draco pulled back, making Harry look up at him with an exaggerated pout. On the bed, naked, I need you under me. I want my mouth on your cock. Harry raised an inquisitive eyebrow. But I wasn't done with you. Did I say you were? You're going to continue what you are doing, but this time you can use your hands. Harry loved Draco bossing him around, which honestly came as rather a surprise to him, but probably shouldn't have. It wasn't something he'd tried before. He'd never really thought of himself as submissive. But it was nice, letting someone else call the shots. It was bloody hot. Harry stood, not letting his eyes fall from Draco's, as he peeled off his own trousers and underwear and strode to the bed. He perched on the side for a moment, making sure Draco was watching him, then spread his knees and backed up until he was lying, stretched out, open and waiting. Fuck, Draco said. You're going to be the fucking death of me, aren't you? Harry smirked. You talk too much. I wonder if you can keep your clever mouth running while my cock is filling it. Draco's eyes flashed, and he stepped the rest of the way out of trousers, his shirt sliding from him as he approached. He looked like a predator, and Harry sincerely wanted to be his prey. Draco slowly crawled over Harry, leaned in and caught his lips in a deep kiss, swirling his tongue into Harry's mouth and running a hand down Harry's torso, his light touch making Harry catch his breath. He ran his fingers through the hair around Harry's prick, his wrist brushing the erection, so impatiently waiting for him. Finally, finally, Draco wrapped his long fingers around Harry's length, and Harry thrust into his hand, unable to control the movement. Draco leaned back from the kiss, his hand beginning to move up and down Harry's cock. And then, before Harry was aware what was happening, Draco had spun around and thrown his knees onto each side of Harry's head and added his lips into the action. It was so sudden and so smoothly done that Harry nearly screamed at the surprise of the added sensation. Draco's mouth was hot and wet and extremely skilled. Harry was afraid if he thought about the specifics of what he was feeling, he'd come immediately. Instead, he moved his attention to the prick hanging fully erect, inches from his face. He moved his hands up and pulled Draco closer to his face, then tilted his head back and opened his mouth. The angle was difficult, but Draco seemed to get the hint and moved, beginning to fuck into Harry's waiting mouth. His jaw relaxed, and the position let Harry move, running his hands across Draco's bollocks, then further up and across the cleft of his arse. Draco spread his knees further apart in invitation and gave an extra enthusiastic suck, making Harry nearly come. Clearly, Draco liked that idea. Harry spread his hand and did a quick wandless charm, adding lube to his fingers, 
then returned his hand to the beautifully formed arse above him. He chuckled to himself at the double meaning, which must have clenched his throat around Draco's cock at just the right moment, as Draco fumbled his own movements and pulled off. Fuck, Potter, what are you doing to me? Harry only moaned as the cold air hit his wet cock and turned his head to the side. Do you need me to stop? Draco groaned and peered at Harry down the tunnel created by their two bodies. His beard brushed Harry's sensitive erection, making them both shiver. Draco's eyes saw Harry's wet fingers and shook his head. Gods, no. Please continue. My apologies for the interruption, he added, his voice haughty, aristocratic, and entirely sexy. Harry barked out a full laugh this time. How could he have known that Draco would be so much fun in bed? How could he have known that they would work this well together? Instead of an answer, however, Harry moved his finger up and began to circle Draco's hole. Draco dropped his head for a moment on Harry's thigh and repositioned his hips to be better accessible from Harry's position. It took his cock out of Harry's range, but it gave him the opportunity to really work Draco. He could see now, the beautiful pink pucker peeking at him between two perfectly shaped arse cheeks. Harry leaned forward and gave each cheek a little nip. Draco seemed to enjoy that, so Harry filed the knowledge away for later, as well as the knowledge that there would be a later. Because of that, he was sure. But now, now his finger slipped into Draco's tight heat. Harry felt as though it were consuming him as he pushed in to his knuckle, then withdrew and pushed again. Draco's moans grew louder, the man's mouth now free and just lending light, mouthing kisses across Harry's cock. He began to thrust backwards onto Harry's finger, and soon Harry felt confident that he could add a second. Draco's answering noises reassured him, and then he found it. He brushed the bundle of nerves he'd been searching for, and Draco let out a shout of surprise. Harry felt himself leak at the sound. Draco's mouth captured Harry's prick again, and Harry picked up a matching pace, reveling in the squelching and moans and slurps that permeated the room. He could feel himself getting close as Draco took him deep, swallowing around him. He had just enough presence of mind to increase his own attention to Draco's beautiful hole, but Draco's vibrating groan around Harry's cock was too much. His balls tightened, and the tingling onslaught of orgasm rushed through his groin. He tried to pull away, tried to warn Draco, but the man simply sucked harder, pulling Harry deeper into his throat, swallowing as Harry unloaded for what felt like minutes. When he was finished, Draco pulled away and rested his head back onto Harry's thigh, then gave a little wiggle of his arse, where Harry had gone still. Right, Draco had been close, too. Now that Harry was no longer distracted, he pulled Draco closer, using his free hand to land on Draco's cock, while his other plunged and rubbed and twisted. The renewed force had Draco making a sound that Harry would privately consider a whine, but as he wanted to do this again, many times again, actually, he swore never to mention it. It was a beautiful whine, though, so Harry pulled Draco closer to his face and sucked at a testicle. The added attention was enough. Draco's whine became a scream, and he came, clenching down on Harry's fingers and spilling over Harry's chest and hand. Harry kept moving until Draco quieted, whimpered, and pulled away. Okay, okay, 
Stop. He rolled over and collapsed on his side, his legs still stretched out by Harry's head. Cersei's tits, Potter. What the fuck was that? Harry chuckled and scooted down closer, turning his own body so it sprawled across the bed and he could rest his head on Draco's stomach. Whatever it was, we need to keep doing it. He could feel Draco's stomach clench in laughter, shaking his head up and down. Obviously. Harry felt a thrill rush through him at the agreement. The entire evening had been, well, nearly perfect. It had all felt so right, and the confirmation that Draco agreed. Draco, Harry said, turning his head to look up at Draco's face. The soft skin of Draco's stomach made Harry want to rub his cheeks across it, but he figured he could save that for another time. He was getting distracted. Tonight, the entire night, was really, really good. Mm Mm-hmm, Draco agreed. I'm sorry if this is really quick or whatever, but I'm not 19 anymore, so I'm just going to get to the point. I want to do this again. All of it. Seeing you. Spending the evening with you. Fucking you. Definitely the fucking, Draco said, running his finger along Harry's nipple, making it harder. Definitely. But I only want to do that if you're in. All in. We have too much between us for this to be casual. Harry, Draco interrupted. Shut up. Of course I want in. He sat up slightly, and Harry could see the earnestness in his gaze. And fuck casual. Harry grinned, then paused. The kids. Draco dropped his head back. They'll not mind, I don't think. Not mind? They'll be fucking thrilled. But I don't want them to get their hopes up if we decide this isn't right. If it turns out tonight isn't sustainable. Draco nodded and ran a hand through Harry's hair, playing with a curl. What if we kept it quiet for a while? Just us. I'd say we could tell our friends, but there's no way this won't get back to the kids if we do. We date. We fuck. And from the outside... We just let them know we've become friends. And then? And then, Draco said with a smile, if this time next year comes around and we're good, we tell them. It'll give everyone time to get used to the idea of our friendship, and it'll give us time to see if we work. When the kids come home from school for halls next Christmas, we tell them then and spend Christmas together. Harry considered. A whole year. A whole year of hiding a relationship. But also, a whole year to have Draco just to himself. He finally decided to indulge himself and rubbed his cheek on Draco's stomach. This time next year, then. And in the meantime, you're mine. Draco grinned. That goes both ways, you know. Harry sat up and captured Draco's lips in a kiss. Do you think we'll be here? doing this, a year from now. Is that a challenge? Draco asked, cocking an eyebrow. Always, 